Hello, Horror Fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen. And we welcome you to our weekly podcast. Oh, oh the, the horror. horror. Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, <laughs> supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. Sure can. Sure can. You can do that. You can check our website at uh, ohthehorrorpodcast.com as well. And if you would like to giggle too, you can watch the fairies episode the fairies of, of Bluey. The fairies of Bluey, because that's what blew this apart. I farted before the episode and blamed it on fairies. And why? Just like Bandit does yeah. in the in the episode. In the episode. And reason uh, being we're all doing this is because today, this week... We're talking fairies! Fairies! Yes, I'm so excited. This was a long time coming. Uh, I don't you know. know. You know, I was sitting there thinking, why didn't we do this sooner? But then I look at everything we did, and we're here for... A reason, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I love about the subject of fairies, and this is what I was going to tell you earlier, and I figured I'd tell you now. Okay. Is this opens the door for future stuff in a huge way. There are so many subcategories of fairies. Mm-hmm. We've already done a couple. Mm-hmm. The Banshee and the Changeling. Yeah. Yeah, we we jumped the gun there. We did. We did. However, so, that was our... That panicking was, in error. That was our panicking in error. <laughs> oh, follow those size fives. <laughs> but yeah, we're doing fairies this week. Sure are. Very, very excited. As promised, I have out my fairy oracle cards. Yes, we'll take pictures of those and post them and on the Facebook And we'll group. post the, uh, the spread. Mm-hmm. From the, uh, from the episode. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Maybe we'll do a, a, a picture of uh, us in, in here in this little... Uh, and the priceless work of art that sits behind your head. That you have to stare at the whole episode. And I have to try and maintain composure. And that sounds serious. like a privilege and an honor. I mean, it is. To just stare at a priceless work of art like that. Yeah. And boy, then talk about... Boy with that bill. And then talk about some of the... Worst things, oh, oddest things. We're going to talk about some awesome things. shit today. We sure are. Yeah. What do you got for sources on this one? I have the Fairy Bible by Teresa Moray, and I'm going to um, preface that by saying that I strictly used that mm-hmm. just for the different uh, subcategories of fairies. What would you think of that? Because that's toted around as a uh, kind of fairy authority. Didn't read it. Oh, you didn't? I did not. I read Fairy Folklore from Britannica.com and Mm -hmm. TimelessMyths.com. Those were my sources. And me. I brought out the heavyweight bench for reading this past week. You did? Oh, I went nuts. Okay. I went insane. Okay. I read your two links that you read a lot, Britannica and um, Timeless Myths. Myths. I did Mm -hmm. check that out. I also went, believe it or not, I'm not really, I can't say I don't like it or enjoy it, but sometimes I just don't really consider it a decent source for things that we do. 
No, Medium. Medium Medium.com. Okay. So they had a whole, uh, they got lessons from history there, Mm -hmm. and they have a history of fairies thing. Well, there you go. I pulled down some stuff from that. Then I found a um, a cool source off of, I don't know where I find these things, but it's just you're uh, just blessed. It's what I and, do, and gifted, and and honored. Don't don't pat my back because I can do that. Okay, just good enough. Oh, fine. You, know. you can just tell me I stink, literally, because I stunk the room up. <laughs> However, that was, that was the fairy. I found a great source. Yeah, it's Celtic. WeddingRings.com. Okay. There's nothing to read into that, folks. <laughs> nothing to read into that at all. And it was a, a fairy stories uh, section, mm-hmm. and the title of the uh, actual blog entry or posting, or however they did it, was called Are Fairies Real? And you know, then, it's weird that you would go to a Celtic source because it's like they hardly even are represented. In, I'm being yeah, that's a bit, I'm being sarcastic. That's a bit sarcastic. Fairies are all over yeah. the Celtic. Yeah, religions. they run a the lot of it there. Mm-hmm. And then I pulled a old book that I had, which um, I got about I want to say five six years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know the date of it. However, it's uh, Real Visitors: Voices from Beyond in Parallel Dimensions. You ever hear of that? Nope. It's Brad Steger and his, uh, I believe it's his wife. Um, my Bradley, my, did they write it by the pool? Uh, Sherry. Sherry Steger, too. Brad Steger's a real well-known author. He's got a lot of books on basically like UFOs and paranormal, mm-hmm. paranormal incidences. And he's really big into... Parallel dimensions. So and is he the guy from there? He really is. If if you're into uh, stuff that we talk about and things that we kind of dive into, more on the end, like he's definitely more on the end of what he'll call as others. Okay. So so basically, there's this idea that basically there's these others, and they represent everything. It's spirituality, religion, yeah. all of it. I'm really kind of on that. That was my whole bit before I started going heavy on Christianity again. Mm-hmm. But I really kind of thought it all was kind of in one kind of slop bucket. I'm going to dive into that a little later. Fair enough. Because there's, uh, there's some pretty cool cool things to be had, to be discussed, that interweave with fairies. Okay. So. Should we get into this? I say we just roll up our sleeves. And get into this. You okay. Can, you can roll it right off, and I'll I'll be a uh, a supporting role. Fair enough. How's that sound? Sounds good. Okay. So fairy comes from the old French word fairy, which is F A E R I E. Uh, the word has been overused to describe a supernatural being. There's a great deal of difference in classifying a being as a fairy from the medieval literature with those from modern literature, especially those belonging to the Celtic tradition. There are other traditions, such as those found in English, German, and Slavic folklores as well. All over. They're everywhere. Did you go uh, to the Latin word of it as well? I did not. So the Latin word, uh, it actually, 
stems from uh, what's called fata, F-A-T-A, meaning fate. Mm-hmm. And it's basically where it was derived from. They were also saying that earlier in like Greek mythology, they probably linked the same relationship. Yeah, I get into that. Yeah. I okay. do. So today when we think of fairies, we often visualize them as tiny supernatural beings with wings and glowing with light, like in today's children's fairy tales. Mm-hmm. They also possessed some sort of strange magical powers, like Tinkerbell in the story of Peter Pan or the fairy godmother from yeah. Cinderella. The modern fairies between the 18th and 20th century came from oral tradition before they were transferred to writing. Yeah. So fairies are supernatural beings that can be best described by the Greek word daemon, which means spirit. They are not divinity, i.e. gods or goddesses, in the usual sense of the word, yet they are not mere mortal. Often, it is easier to classify them as minor divinity. However, if we look at the idea of fairies, you'll find that they have been around a lot longer than expected. Perhaps the earliest form of fairies can be found loosely in the mythical beings in Greek mythology, such as nymphs, satyrs, and seleni. The nymphs from ancient Greek myths can be considered as fairies, and they existed as early as the time of Homer writing the Iliad and the Odyssey. Even the river gods in Greek myths can be classified as fairies. These are spirits or minor deities of nature or of the natural phenomena. And then there are household or guardian spirits that can be found in Roman religion and mythology, such as the Penates, Laris, and Genii. The Norse versions of the fairies are the wide variety of elves and the Desir that exist in the Teutonic traditions, and the Valkyries could also be classified as fairies. It was during the time of Queen Elizabeth I of England where William Shakespeare, from 1564 to 1616, had popularized fairies in English folklore in his play Midsummer Night's Dream with the characters Oberon, Titania, and Puck. Earlier than Shakespeare, Chaucer, 1342 to 1400, mentioned that the land of Britain was filled with fairies before the time of King Arthur. In the Arthurian legends, the divine or fairy figures also appeared in abundance. Morgan, Arthur's half-sister, seemed to be a great sorceress and healer, was often called Morgan Le Fay. Her nickname, Fay, which means fairy. Then there is the Lady of the Lake. Then there's Arthur's wife, Guinevere, or Gwenefar, in the Welsh tradition, also appeared to be a fairy, as well as the sovereign, uh, sovereign goddess. Many knights were either born from fairies or they took female fairies as their lovers. Even Merlin was only part mortal. There are all sorts of fairies in fairy tales and folklore. Some are benign, while others are maligned and hostile to mortals. Some were seen as fair, while others were considered ugly and monstrous to look at. A lot of them, though, a lot of the stories, they seem to be more like just meddlesome. Mischievous. That seems to be like the the overall majority. Yes. And then you have the outliers like you would anything else. So they come in all shapes and sizes. They're tall, they're short, they're fat, they're skinny. So there really is no clear definition of what a fairy may look like. And different types of fairies may also have different types of magical powers. So what are these fairies and where do they come from? To understand what they are, we should look at some of those found in Celtic. 
Celtic mythology, and other Celtic traditions. Though you would soon discover that fairies are not just confined to Celtic traditions, many cultures and civilizations have their own versions of fairies. In the Celtic religion, there were um, Celtic deities in Gaul, which were France and Belgium, Hispania, which was Spain, and Britannia, which is Britain, during the Roman occupation of these regions or provinces. But the situation changed when Christianity spread to the west and the north. These deities that were worshipped before the conversion to Christianity were reduced to the status of fairies in Celtic mythology and folklore. So in Ireland, the gods in the Tuatha de Danann were degenerated or they were knocked down mm-hmm. to the role of fairies. Examples are Dagda and Luch. People living under the dune mound or fabled islands or even within underwater domains. Similar uh, degeneration occurred with old deities in Wales, Scotland, and other surviving pockets of Celtic kingdoms such as Cornwall, Brittany, and the island of Man. So the former Irish or Welsh deities were also not fairies in the usual sense. They looked very much like humans in size and shape, except they had magical powers and they seemed eternally young, but they didn't have wings. The Danans, or their Welsh counterparts, were usually seen as a race of fair people. They can die just as mortals can, but their lives could last hundreds or even thousands of years. The problem is sometimes the Christian authors have also turned them into being serving the devil and that the fairies were actually demons. However, this view is no longer shared today. These medieval fairies are different from the common folklore and fairy tales of today. The Tuatha de Danann is nothing like the brownie, the leprechaun, or the goblin of these later traditions. Modern fairies? While the term fairy goes back only to the Middle Ages in Europe, analogs to these beings and varying forms appear in both written and oral literature from the Sanskrit Gandharva, which is the semi-divine celestial musicians, to the nymphs of Greek mythology and Homer, the genii of Arabic mythology, and similar folk characters of the Samoans, of the Arctic peoples, and of other indigenous Americans. The common modern depiction of fairies and children's stories represents a boulderization of what was once a serious and even sinister folkloric tradition. The fairies of the past were feared as dangerous and powerful beings who were sometimes friendly to humans but could also be cruel or mischievous. Fairies are usually conceived as being characteristically beautiful or handsome, as having lives corresponding to those of human beings, though longer, They have no souls, and at death, simply perish. They often carry off children, leaving changeling substitutes. See our changeling episode. Mm -hmm. And they also carry off adults to fairyland, which resembles pre-Christian abodes of the dead. People transported to fairyland cannot return if they eat or drink there. Fairy and human lovers may marry, though only with restrictions, whose violation ends the marriage and often the life of the human. Some female fairies are deadly to human lovers. Fairies are said to be of human size or smaller, down to a height of three inches, which is 7.5 centimeters, or even smaller. Itty-bitty living space. Itty-bitty living space. uh, Female fairies may tell fortunes, particularly prophesying at births and foretelling deaths. Talking to you, Maleficent. 
Yeah, yeah. Several herbs, especially St. John's wort and yarrow, are potent against fairies, and hawthorn trees, foxglove, and ground seal are so dear to them that abuse of these plants may bring retribution. So fairy lore is particularly prevalent in Ireland, Cornwall, Wales, and Scotland. Fairies are common in literature from the Middle Ages on and appear in writings of the Italians Matteo Boiardo and Ludovico Ariosto, the English poet Edmund Spencer, the Frenchman Charles Perrault, and the Danes and the Dane Hans Christian Andersen. So let's get down to the types of fairies. Mm. There's water fairies, air fairies, fire fairies, earth fairies, house and hearth fairies, flower fairies, tree fairies, weather fairies. Wait, there's more. Elves, brownies, changelings, Dullahan, which is the headless coachman that accompanies the banshee, the banshee, the Beobinsith, which is the Scottish vampire or succubus, the goblin, the leprechaun, the puka, the djinn, the amandan, which is the fool. It's a uh, social fairy in Irish and Scottish lore. And the corrigan is a washer fairy. You also got goblins. I got that. Pixies. Elves. I got elves. Gnomes. No gnomes. Miss no gnomes. I, I miss, miss gnomes. pixies and gnomes. Well, that's where uh, I'll interject just a little bit, but. The uh, Teresa Mooney in the fairy Bible uh, basically throws the theory that uh, fairyland fairy land consists of four cities, each of which is associated with one of the four elements, which is what you were bringing over lightly. Earth, air, fire, water. So there's uh, Gorius. This city is in the east and is associated with air. Mm-hmm. And it's a wonderful place to live as inhabitants share a sense of tranquility and well-being. How do they know? I think they just know. The nose knows. Okay. This gets into the mischievous part. Okay. You know, Phineas, uh, this city is in the south and is associated with fire. The people are kind-hearted and it benefits from perpetual daylight. Fair. Mirius, this city is in the west and is associated with water. It is located near the ocean and is a thriving and vibrant place. Mm-hmm. And lastly, uh, Phalius, this city is in the north and is associated with earth. It is the opposite of Phineas insofar as it is covered in perpetual darkness. There are no inhabitants, but it has a multitude of metal towers covered in jewels. Yeah. There's stories about these things all over. Where they True. where they reside from. True story. Yeah. Well, we'll get into the whole assessment oh, of things we're, later cuz we still got um we still got some ground to cover. We got a long way to go. So, in the Welsh tradition, there are the Eslason, which are the elves, mm-hmm. the Coblana, which are the mind fairies, the Bumashad, which are the household fairies. The Guadagahanu, which are the fairies of the lakes and the streams. And the Gusian, or the mountain fairies. Most of the information about Irish fairies comes from 19th century poet William Butler Yeats. 
and he wrote two works which are of interest. The Celtic Twilight, uh, written in 1893, and then they had 1902, which is probably when it was republished. Mm-hmm. And Fairy and Folk Tales of the Irish Peasantry from 1888. Fairy and Folk Tales of the Irish Peasantry is not only a description of fairies, it is a collection of works, poems, and prose from other authors such as T. Crofton, Croker, and Lady Wilde. In this work, he divided the fairies into two broad categories, the trooping fairies or social fairies and the solitary fairies. Social or trooping fairies are those that lived in large companies, like in a clan. Mm. The Tuatha de Danon, who lived in the seed, ruled by a king, sometimes a queen or both, can be considered as part of the social fairies. They were often seen feasting, singing, and dancing, and they can be either benevolent or hostile to humans. And another example of trooping fairies is the marrow. So they probably drank a bit. No. It sounds like drinking behavior. No. No? No. No, no, no. They don't do any of that. There's no feasting, no singing, no dancing, no fun. No, no. No. The solitary fairy usually avoid large gatherings. There are many types of solitary fairies, such as the banshee, the leprechaun, the chloricone, the brownie, the puka, etc. Generally, they can be recognized by the type of jackets they wore. The social fairies wore green jackets, while the solitary fairies wore red ones, but sometimes their jackets are brown or gray, and I'm calling bullshit because the leprechaun wears a green jacket. And he's supposed to be, or at least in this version, he was put in the solitary fairy group, and I don't think a leprechaun is a solitary fairy. I think he is a social fairy. You think so? You saw Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Uh, I don't know, because like, um, it's not like he's always around the leprechaun. No. You know, he's just here and there, which would not really conduce of a social behavior. I I can see it, at okay. least, with the leprechaun. Okay. Hey, footnote on the brownies. Legend has it that they appreciate when you leave out a bowl of cream as a reward. I read well, that. Well, the brownies in Willow loved beer. Beer. Yeah. Great movie. It was a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. And which way do they go? That way. That way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Scottish fairy folklore can also be divided in the similar fashion of solitary and social fairies. Another writer, Wirt Seeks, wrote in the British um, Goblins, 1880, comparing the Welsh fairies with that of the Norse Teutonic fairies. Seeks says that there are four types in the Norse tradition. There are elves, dwarves, and trolls, nieces, and the fourth are the next mermen and mermaids. So I've personally been fascinated by fairies for as long as I can remember. Definitely. I've got an extensive collection of fairies. I have framed pictures. I have books. I have plaques. I have my oracle cards, which are charging presently. So let me ask you a question. Yep. What got you into fairies? Amy Brown. Yeah? Amy Brown's fairy art was... The art itself brought you in? So much so that... Did you know of fairies before that? Yes. 
my first introduction, I can't even say what my first introduction was. Um, I'd heard of them for as long as I can remember. You know, there's references to them in stories, you know, especially children's stories, mm-hmm. Peter Pan. Yeah. I saw them in, well, no, because Darby O'Gill and the Little People was mostly the Leprechaun and the Banshee. Yeah. I don't know. I I. I can't honestly say when it really truly started. I guess I've always just kind of had. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say a belief, but more a curiosity in them. Or an appreciation and as well. Then I stumbled across it was, I don't remember whether it was an article or a book, and it was from Britain, and it was a father who took pictures of fairies that his daughters were talking with or talking to. Yes. The Cottingley Fairies. Yes. Which is arguably the most famous fairy encounter of all time. Yes. And then didn't they later so say it was all Basically, between 1917 and 1920, a pair of schoolgirls, Elise Wright, and Francis Griffiths from Yorkshire took five photographs in the woods near the stream by the village of Cottingley, which is close to Bradford. The photographs were even published along with an article by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle in Strand Magazine in 1920. Their story was believed by many until some years later when the girls admitted faking four out of the five photographs. Interestingly, the girls claimed they did see fairies at Cottingley and were only trying to reproduce what they saw. Mm-hmm. Moreover, they also claimed one of the photos was genuine. Uh, now, there's a, you know, the, the trouble of it was doctoring, and obviously that didn't help them. Mm-hmm. But I know I have another note where, yeah, at one point the, the girls split, and that's how it started. Yeah, I got another note of it where Elise Wright admitted to having to place fairy cutouts and taking pictures with them. When you actually see the photos, it looks obviously they're cutouts. Yeah. Uh, however, Francis denied it and claimed that the fifth photograph was a real life fairy. So that's where you kind of hear mm-hmm. conflicting stories with it. But both girls stuck to their statement and emphasized of having seen fairies. They stand by it. Hey. Yeah. There's a lot of stories of it. There's a lot of, there's just a lot of weird stories. Yeah. There's a lot of stories where people communicate and that's what draw me back to the book. I was like, wait, I read a lot about this mm-hmm. long time ago. Mm-hmm. Well, long time ago, five years ago. And, um, and that's where I dredged that. I had it up in my Kindle library mm-hmm. and I dredged it up and I started kind of just reviewing it cause I did highlights and you right. know, I was just checking yep. my highlights and stuff. It kind of partnered well with this story of, okay. of fairies, mm-hmm. with, with the real life stuff, mm-hmm. if that's what we want to get into right now. We can. Um, I was just going to go into uh, yeah, my stuff. There's a lot of real life stories. And I'm ending with the, uh, yeah. the oracle cards, okay. so have at it. Yeah. No, there's, there's a lot of reports of people encountering fairies. And what I think people have to understand is, is that as we went through the list, there's a lot of Different, different takes on what of classifications and different yes. takes of what a fairy is. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the Nord uh, 
the Nordic, uh, the Norse myth- tradition, yeah. North, uh, mythology. I mean, they just were all over it. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was very, very invested in, in, in streamlining Iceland, their culture. They still very much believe in elves, which are oh, yeah. a subcategory of yeah. the fairies, so much so that they will move where a road is going mm-hmm. if it was going to go through elf yep. land or elf oh, yeah. space so or fairy like space. The Cottingly fair, uh, fairies with the, the two, you know, the pair of schoolgirls, that's an example. There was um, now, of course, these are old stories, so you can't take them. You know, you just take them by with a grain of salt. Basically, what they say, but uh, he apparently met fairies in the 13th century, and according to the story, the queen of uh, Elfland fell in love with Thomas Thomas Rymore, and he experienced both the good and bad sides of the monarch. He lived with her in a land of fairies for seven years and was only released when the queen was worried that the devil would take Thomas as part of his seven-year tribute. When Thomas returned home, he had the sight and was incapable of lying. Mm -hmm. That's a story. Mm -hmm. Um, Robert Kirk. Kirk was a 17th century Scottish minister who famously wrote The Secret Commonwealth of Elves, Fawns, and Fairies. After he had been found dead beside the fairy No at Aberfoyle in 1692, locals were convinced that his real body had been abducted by fairies and the corpse left behind did not belong to the minister. Kirk appeared to his cousin and said he was a prisoner in fairyland. The cousin was told to throw his dagger over the minister's ghostly form when Kirk's son was being christened as it was the only way to free him. Sadly, Kirk's cousin failed in his mission, and the minister was forever a prisoner. To this day, Kirk's chair stands in Aberfoyle. Almost a little changeling stuff going on there. Very much changeling yeah, stuff. Yeah. Reverend Dr. Edward Williams. Williams spoke of his encounter with fairies when he was just seven years old in 1757. He was one of four children to spot up to eight couples dancing not 100 yards away. They were smaller than the children, but looked like dwarves, and they wore red clothing. They also, there's like strange evacuations. There's possible evidence fairies is not limited to sightings. There have been more than a few unusual findings buried in the ground. Skeletal remains of extremely small people have been found all over the world, but are usually dismissed as evidence of pygmy tribes. Mm -hmm. However, two gold prospectors in Wyoming discovered the remains of a mummified tiny man sat on a ledge. He was probably in his 60s at the time of death and was approximately 20 inches tall. When you bear in mind that uh, Chandra Badur Danji of Nepal, who's that smallest ever yep. human to yep. be verified. she was. Is she the one that was on American Horror Story? I believe so. I'm 99% sure on okay. that. She was verified at 21.4 inches. So you have to wonder who or what did these men find? Right. Also, incredibly small skulls have been found in Montana's Beartooth Mountains. Also, uh, another mummy just 11 and a half inches tall was found in Central America in 1920. It's a little more difficult to explain these findings as evidence of pygmy tribes only again. Right. What I found with the book, this is what brought me to the book, because it's amazing to me because people have these real experiences with things Mm -hmm. whether it's seeing a ghost Mm -hmm. or a fairy Mm -hmm. a goblin a changeling Mm -hmm. what have you Mm -hmm. it seems in the past when they were in the nymphs 
story, you know, yeah. nymphs and then evolving into fairies and evolving into these different. I think they all have this common denominator for the most part mm-hmm. that they seem to be like in, intra-world beings. Yes. So they're not really in hell or a like the bad place. Right. And they're not really in the good place. They're kind of stuck. They're in between, like a purgatory. It's basically a purgatory mm-hmm. situation. And that's where Christianity, like, grabbed the fairy thing and embraced it because they were just like, well, they're fallen angels. And and they pushed that agenda. Mm-hmm. But but it does seem that they were all in this middle, middle area. Mm-hmm. So then a thing clicks off in my uh, my mind that basically this was a surrounding like UFO research okay, and scientists that were doing that. And I want to preface this. This is from scientists. <laughs> this isn't from an old story or anything. Right. This is documented scientists. And it was a very interesting book in that. But what they were basically saying, and this is where there's kind of this idea that religion, spirituality, and UFOs are all the same phenomenon. And I bring this up because it's kind of a cool way to look at things that I don't think people really look at it mm-hmm. from this way. So I'm going to talk about UFOs temporarily, but you could really intersect this with anything. Ghosts, mm-hmm. fairies, what have you. And there's an extraterrestrial hypothesis, basically, where they say that they basically claim if UFOs are real, then there are aliens flying here from other planets on spaceships. That's one thought. Mm-hmm. Then they also claim that beings from another dimension are traveling here, whether they be actual physical creatures or some sort of energy creatures. That's the other way of thought. Mm-hmm. And then there's this ultra terrestrial theory, which claims that supernatural or energy beings have always lived with us on the planet mm-hmm. and that they have been perceived as elves, fairies, angels, demons, and the like. Right. So basically they're just saying that all this is one big, one umbrella they're putting it all under one umbrella yeah one umbrella one big barrel and a careful examination of ufo research shows that there are basically this was from the united kingdom ministry of defense calls them basically aerial plasmas okay as detailed in uh like a it's this famous uh it's a condon report but basically these plasmas which seem to be evidence of signs of intelligence can appear on radar interfere with electronic systems, change shape, even appear as solid. Okay. They're they're yep. saying it's just it's yeah. this form of plasma. And the thing is is plasma is simply basically it's a, it's the fourth state of matter. After liquid, solid and gas, and is generally characterized as gas suffused with numerous free ions, it is common knowledge however that plasma can be spooky stuff. And right. if you talk or read a lot of things with physicists and stuff like that, they really kind of plasma does do some weird things and weird things that they just can't even explain, mm-hmm. have no idea why it's doing what it's doing right? and just does some weird stuff. And more so than maybe they should fund a study on nipples because that'll help them find the answer. I think so, babe. We're going to do podcast number two with that <laughs> bullshit studies. <laughs> But uh, and more than one noted uh, physicist has wondered if plasma might sometimes qualify as a life form. So that's the million dollar question: right. Could plasma qualify as a life form on its own? Could it do that? So ninety nine percent of our universe exists in a state of plasma. 
This right. is where I don't think a lot of people would know something like this. So it, it 99% exists in the state of plasma as stars and interstellar gas. So it wouldn't be surprising, at least whether like the major kind of life out there question was in fact plasma based mm-hmm. and we would be physical creatures in the minority. Right. That's a weird thing to put your head around. Yeah, that, that we're the minority. That we're, we're the minority the... and there's this whole like plasma universe around Above us. Above us, yeah. Well, all around us, yeah. just just everywhere. And we're this like little teeny. When I say above us, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just saying like all, encompassing... all around us. Like yeah. all around us is this plasma universe. Right. And, and we're, we're just that grain of sand. This little tiny minority, yeah. this little tiny, you know. We're that one grain of sand. Yeah, this little offset thing, uh-huh. you know. And that really took me back. I remember reading that. I highlighted it as notes. I was like, wow, that's heavy. Uh, this would also certainly explain for the real kind of sciencey physicist nerds, the Fermi enigma and the Drake paradox, most elegantly, namely why we are, you know, are we seemingly alone when we should be swimming in a sea of UFO visitors? Who says we're not? Exactly. And given what we know about science in the universe, that's possible. Mm-hmm. Because that's where I really have a hard time with, like, the aliens just fly through. Because we talk about this periodically on the podcast, where it's more of an interdimensional thing or something like that. I don't think it's a physical thing because we're looking all over the place and we can't find them, or at least they're saying they can't be found. Yeah. I'm calling bullshit on that. You know, you think they'd be flying all over the place. We'd be just swimming around in, in all of it. But the same thing with the plasma, too. It's a weird... It's a weird idea. What if they've got really good cloaking devices? But this, you know, if somebody has a lot of encounters with things, it could maybe help someone, you know, realize in a flash that you're probably encountering these plasma life forms your whole life. Mm-hmm. And that, in fact, is what basically like shamans call spirits. Mm-hmm. And they are plasma life forms. And this would, you know, basically you, you would, I could see where someone would have a, avalanche of realizations which would answer the question of spirits so are we going to do ayahuasca and then do an episode on uh, our experience but you know what's they're saying that the people that do the ayahuasca trip yeah make this otherworldly connection yeah well and it's also like the shamans and stuff like that that'll burn something mm-hmm. and like people will burn things to get Basically, something to uh, something pleasing to the spirits to attract them. Mm-hmm. Well, fire is a process that liberates electrons and ions, and the burning vapors are gas, which is basically they're generating plasma to interact with plasma life forms. Right. Like I said, just looking at this from a pure science perspective, mm-hmm. not getting into the well. I do, you know, I light this up because it. You know, the feels, Mm -hmm. you know, we're removing all the feels here and just looking at straight science. This would make sense that you would burn something and have this reaction. Like, yeah, just this reaction of some kind. Yeah, I just thought I would add that because it's a little, it's a little different. It's cool, man. It's cool, man. It's all plasma. Everything, man. All of it, man. Yeah. Except us, man. No, and that was, uh, that was something... Like I said, while I was reading this and going through all of the all the notes and everything, mm-hmm. I 
that book just popped out and now I'm reading it over again. And so what was your first introduction to fairies? My first introduction was the fairy tales growing up as a kid. So it'd be like the fairy godmother and um, Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Uh, I think probably the very first fairy that I ever saw would probably be, it would probably be Peter Pan. Tinkerbell. With Tinkerbell. Mm -hmm. That, that would probably be it. And she's definitely the most timeless of the fairies. Well, I mean. And by timeless, I mean, she's been around the longest. Yeah, no. And also it's just such a great relationship between Tinkerbell and Peter Pan. I don't know. No, I mean just written out like yeah. in a story. Yeah. Let's get rid of all the just stuff like the story of those two. It's really, really an amazing piece of writing. It is. Those two back and forth. And you look at it when it was done and using yep. a fairy and a boy who wants to. Doesn't want to grow up. Doesn't want to grow up. And I, I think that story is just incredible. I think mm -hmm. it's an incredible story. But yeah, that was my first uh thing with it but i always just looked at it as oh it's just a movie character it's just a movie idea then i bumped into someone in i want to say like junior high school and they were way into like fairies and mm -hmm. fairies are real and, mm -hmm. and all that stuff and a lot of people used to laugh at her and stuff and right i didn't think that was appropriate you know i mean like if you're into something but right. kids do that you know they do you know oh you like this band oh that's because you suck you know and yeah, that type of stuff exactly. i mean it's just it's never ending the abuse that kids just pile onto each other kids in school. Kids are dicks. Well, yeah. They, they have nothing to lose. That's why. Exactly. They have nothing to lose no. at all. You know, they got you, nothing you in literally the don't start losing as a kid. I mean, unless you're in a shit house or something like that. Right. But, yeah. But I mean, you know, all things fair, like you really kind of don't have, you, even in a shit life, you got a roof over your head every night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It might be a bullshit circumstance with your parents, but you got a roof over your head. But. Yeah, she was way into fairies, and fairies are real, and fairies are, you know, and that's where I was like, okay, maybe that is a thing, but I'm never going to take one person's word for it. Right. And then later on, I learned, you know, and of course, this is before the internet, so it's just, you had to meet people to find out yeah. shit like this. Yep. And uh, I met a couple other people, I was like, oh, all right, I'm like, this is, this is a thing. I remember I was working at a restaurant, and there was a... A woman that um, she was actually, I don't know if you want to say she was a medium, but basically I think I told you about her when I worked um, uh, I worked at a restaurant in Saratoga Springs. OBI? Yeah. And she, they were saying that she could uh, basically not tell your future, but give you kind of like guidance with things mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And I didn't. I didn't believe any of that stuff. And there was this, right. this chick we used to smoke weed with all the time. We, you know, be done work and go over to her apartment and just get blazed up and forget about everything. Forget about people who go to eat and, mm -hmm. you know, just how fucking terrible they are. And, and, uh, and then they started talking about it. And then Topher, my buddy, yep. she said something like, uh, uh, she had no idea that he, he had a power problem at the house and they didn't have heat and it was like in the winter. And she just walked right up to him and she's like, this is how you get your heat fixed. And I was standing next to him and yeah. he's like, what do you mean? Like no one knows this. Like no right. one in the restaurant knew. Right. It was me and him and none of us told anything. Right. And so that's where I was like, all right, that's a little weird. Mm -hmm. 
So then I asked her, I was almost afraid to ask because sometimes you don't want to know anything. Right. And uh, I asked her, you know, all right, I'd like to, I'd like to work with you. You know, how, how does this work? And she goes, um, she goes, just give me a couple of days. And um, she, yeah, she went on, we parted and we worked and, and then she walked up to me and she goes, she goes, your, uh, your animal is the falcon. She goes, you're always going to relate to the falcon. Mm-hmm. And here's this book. And I forget the name of it. It had a blue cover. I want to say it was called like Tara the Lonely Falcon or something like that. And she goes, I want you to read this book. This this book will, you know, help you with things on on connections mm-hmm. and just getting to realize that, you know, you're you're close to the falcon. And I read it and like half of it. The problem was is it's so general. Right. That was the the whole deal of that. So I didn't have like a great experience like Topher did. <laughs> I and that just seems to be my whole story around this stuff. And I think that's why I have such a fascination with it. Right. It's because I feel like the odd man out. Like everybody's having these like amazing things. What about me? And incredible things. <laughs> and I'm just like, just a nibble. You know, I feel like we're all in Something? the- No, I just feel like we're all in the boat fishing. Yeah. And like I'm around 20 people. Everybody's Deep got sea this, fishing. Got a catch. And like one person next to me pulls in a marlin. Yeah. The other person pulls in a tuna. Yeah. You know, the other person's pulling in, you know, one guy finds Nemo and pulls Nemo yeah. out, you yeah. know. And 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 here I am. I got my my chum in, <laughs> in the bait. And I'm just sitting there like, yeah, no, not a bite. Nothing. None. And and I can't say that forever. I did see a a crazy kind of craft. When mm-hmm. I was a kid, mm-hmm. I've had some minimal type things, but it's just fleeting and right. it's enough for me to like completely, just keep you in. yeah, keep me in, but also just say, uh, eh, you know, I could explain like eight ways why that was right. yep. like for, for example, the dream I had when we were doing Robert, the doll, Robert, the doll, mm-hmm. that was intense. Mm-hmm. That was very intense. And that's kind of stuck with me in, in a lot of ways. So how do you explain that away? Oh, I don't explain it away. It happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it happened. I have my ideas on why it happened. Mm-hmm. I talked about it yeah. at the episode, but I think it was some f- sort of dark, demonic type force after me. Mm-hmm. I think, and and was using you as a vessel. Uh, well, no, using you as a reason for me mm-hmm. to let it in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm still standing by that. Okay. However, yeah, I just I just keep wait, waiting. You know, just keep waiting for that. Careful what you wish Well, no, for. and that's like I told you before, like yeah. one day I'm going to have all of it. It's oh, all going to happen. All in one day. I'm going to walk out the door and I'm going to see, you know, the UFO. It's going to take me up. I'm going to go off into a land or some dimension and I'm going to have, like, all of the world, like, basically explained to me. Right. And then I'm going to knock out. I'm going to wake up in a ditch with a sore ass. Bigfoot's going to carry you to the road. Bigfoot carries me to the <laughs> road. So, uh, you know, uh, an ambulance will come. Mm-hmm. I'll have a near-death experience where I will see somebody, you know, right. that I used to know. And mm-hmm. they're going to, you know, hold my hand the whole way through. I guarantee that's that's how it works for me. It's always big. <laughs> and then the problem is I won't I'll be able to explain it to you. Right. And then no one else. Everybody be like, yeah, no, that 
there's no way that it, that all couldn't happen okay, all at Frank. once. Yeah, okay, Frank. Okay. Are you sure you're not drinking anymore? Dude, you know he's crazy. Yeah. You are, know he's always been crazy. How long have you been sober? Maybe it's not a good idea. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Is that a 20-minute rant? I'm sorry, folks. That's I just fine. can't help myself. That's why they're here. It's why they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> so what you got, babe? So aside from Amy Brown being my, um, she very much fueled. Yeah. And I remember, I remember, I I can't tell you what day it was. Like I couldn't tell yeah, you the date, yeah. but I can tell well, you. Some people know. You know. I was in Hot Topic with my, Hot Topic. With my BFF Roseanne. Mm-hmm. And Amy Brown's Blue Fairy was on a postcard oh. on a spinner rack. And I picked it up and I said to Roseanne, holy shit. I go, this might be my tattoo. Oh, okay. And I still have it. I still have that picture. That's awesome. It's framed. I also have a tank top with the same Blue Fairy on it. Mm-hmm. Don't have the tattoo. Yeah. But she has reemerged three or four times, like just out of the blue. Mm-hmm. That blue fairy. Out of the blue, the blue appears fairy. somewhere. Well, and blue's your favorite color, too. You know, it is. Yeah. It is. There's quite a connection there. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then I discovered uh, she did a series. She did the elemental fairies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She had the earth, air, fire, and water. Um, I picked up the water fairy and the blue fairy postcards at the same time. And when I went back to get the rest of the elemental fairies, they were gone. Oh, no. I know. I was devastated. So we gotta find those. Yeah, I still need uh, earth, air, and fire. You can't leave that chapter open. No, I can't. Yeah, we'll fix that. So I need to know these things. <laughs> you know me. I I snap onto this crap. Yeah. Boom. Done. So <laughs> then, my next my next big step was I had a bunch of they were battery operated. Indoor fountains. They were mm. small. They were about 18 inches yeah. tall. Yeah. Maybe the highest one. To some guys, that's big. Yeah. No, I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have those anymore simply because, you know, I bought them at Walmart and mm-hmm. I did very much use them as fountains. Yeah. And yeah. turns out they weren't assembled all that. Great. Yeah. Like water and mechanicals. Yeah. Sometimes don't quite mix. So maybe the water fairies were a little meddlesome. Maybe. A little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So then I found a garden decoration and it it had a little fairy on it. And I've had fairy garden sculptures because that's traditionally where they belong Mm -hmm. and in your garden space and it said always leave room in your garden for fairies to dance so every time i plant a space i very much 
keep that in mind. And I treat all of my garden spaces that way. So when they say leave a little room, what's your recommendation to future gardeners that want to yield good gardens? You have to have either space between your plants Mm -hmm. so that they can dance around your plants. Or if you're going to do foundational plantings, then you need to leave at least a big green space, Mm -hmm. ideally in the center, so that they can dance with the, it it should be circular, yeah. So that they have their their space. They have the flowers, the plants all around them. So they can have a very big fairy palooza. They can. Yeah. They can. So you need to leave a place for them to romp and play. Fairy mm. gardens are a popular, a fairly new trend. Like you can actually buy fairy gardens. Yeah. Similar to the gnome homes and the gnome gardens, you can also do the same with the fairies. Fairy doors are also fairy pretty doors new. Are big, yeah. I do have a fairy door. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be purchased. I bought mine from the Ren Fair in Sterling, and I bought a very large. It was it was very large for the fairy door, and it it was the TARDIS. Yeah. And nature is extremely important to the fairies, and they protect it with all of their might. They will lash out if they feel they are justified or they feel threatened. Think Maleficent, not from the animated version, the live-action version. Mm -hmm. And that was the very first time, that live-action version, that I actually took a step back and I was like, oh, yeah, Maleficent was a fairy. Yeah. You know, typically when you think fairy, you think Tinkerbell, you think fairy godmother, you think along those lines. Mm-hmm. And it it never occurred to me that... All that time, huh? Yeah. Never occurred to me. You just saw her as the evil princess, so to speak. No. I saw her more, I don't, uh, more like an evil witch. Uh, like a witch, yeah. 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 I saw her more like... Like a witch, and turns out not so much. Well, it's a good take on it. Yeah. And she fought the human invaders and she held victorious against them that first big battle scene. Yeah, using the forest and, yep. and everything. Yeah. And she fell in love with a human, King Stefan, who ended up. Yeah, that's. She ended up being betrayed by him and yeah, all, he cut off her wings, which. Honestly, seriously, could not have been a bigger betrayal. You know, that's always when I hear a story from anybody, not even in the movies. They're like, yeah, no, everything was going great. And then I met someone, and I'm like, here, here we, we go. go. <laughs> this is where the This story is where everything starts, starts going downhill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he removes her. Yeah, her, the wings. He emancipates her wings from her. And the best part of the whole movie is when they have her caught and Aurora lets her wings go mm-hmm. and her wings reconnect with her. Yeah. And, oh, my God, the first time I watched that movie, I cried so much. Ladies and gentlemen, it's every time we watch that movie. Jen wells up. <laughs> I do. 
I have to go like, and get a box of tissues the and bring it to her. first time, it wasn't that I welled up. I was sobbing. Yeah. I sobbed. Because I just, I was so excited to see her be a fairy again. To yeah. be with her wings. Like, they are her. They yep. were very much a part of her. She was missing this huge part of her. Dare I say it, defined her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to have it back. And to be made whole again. And then she was like, yeah, she she was having none of it. She was suffering no fools. And I love all of the Maleficent movies. So <laughs> I dove deep into fairies. You know, like the lore, the stories, all of it. I'm very excited about all of it because there is a number of uh, different ways we can sprawl out on this. Can I just tell you the number of times I have come across legit fairy rings? And a fairy ring can be rocks, mushrooms, or a group of plants or a specific flowers that are growing in the shape of a circle. Mm -hmm. Or like rocks in the shape of a circle. And I don't mean like in a garden put in a circle because clearly those were placed there. Natural. I'm talking about, I was legit walking in the woods and found a, there was a rock circle. So I took a picture of it Mm -hmm. and I have a picture. Don't know where it is, but I have it. And then the second fairy ring I found were mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Similar area. The rocks were in more of the wooded area, and the mushrooms were more in just like um, lawn, yeah. lawn area. Yeah. And I was like, what are the odds? What are the odds of finding two distinct different fairy circles? And when I say this, like they were legit in circles. Mm-hmm. So with mushrooms? It's actually, you know, I never really thought about this until you started talking about it. Because mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time in the woods. And there's actually weird things in the woods, like like seeing things like that, like things that are in yeah. circles. Yeah. It's more often, I mean, it's kind of the, it's also this way too, where I think if you're looking for something, you, you're always going to find, find it. it more. So for example, like say you're looking to buy a car. You wouldn't think of anything with cars. You drive through, you just think cars are cars. Right, but if you have a specific then, car like, in mind. Say you're going to buy uh, like a Subaru uh, Legacy or like a Forester. Say you're going to buy a Subaru Forester. All of a sudden you all see of a sudden them that's everywhere. All you see is Foresters yep. all over the place. Yeah. And that's kind of the same thing in the woods. There's some weird things that you see and then like you see that and then you start. It's not that you keep looking out for it, but I think unconsciously you're kind of filtering stuff through. Yeah. And you just look well, and you're like, oh, there time, it is again. There I was like, oh. oh, oh. Because honestly, it was just one of the rocks that caught my attention. Because yeah. I like rocks. Yeah. I'm yeah. weird like no, that. No, you're a rock nerd. I, I really am. Mm-hmm. Like, there are legit times where when you, if you were to ask me what's in my purse, 99% of the time, there's going to be a rock God, in there. That's so true. It is. it is. It just it's very it just true. is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I, I I I make no apologies. Oh, you have to own it. I do. 
I do. They're in, <laughs> they're in your purse. Oh, you the know. best is when you're at like a bridal shower or you're at one of those parties and they're yeah. like, okay, ladies, empty out your purse. And I'm like, oh, this is going to go horrible. You're like wrong. a Miney Granger. You got yes, like a, I do. You got like these little jars and vials of stuff uh, yeah. and rocks and, yeah. you know, a tent comes out. I'm like, in my, in my defense, this is quartz. <laughs> So, <laughs> back to fairies. If an animal is caught up in branches or brambles, that animal then becomes or is considered property of the fae. Mm. And if you free that beast, you can incur the wrath of the fairies. And this can lead to curses and or bad luck befalling the family of the person that frees the beast. So, fairy stories are also a favorite of mine. I delight in all of them. We'll get into fairy uh, stories in later episodes. Oh, definitely. But definitely. let's get to what we know thus far. Mm-hmm. One, fairies are sensitive uh, sensitive to iron. Yeah. Two, fairies can replicate and replace humans, babies, children, adults, seniors via the changeling. Mm-hmm. Three, they can be good or bad. They can grant wishes or present gifts. Conversely, they can also curse and take from their intended target. Think... The animated version of Sleeping Beauty, Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether are bestowing their gifts on the baby Aurora, and then Maleficent comes in as the bad fairy, and she curses her to death. Mm-hmm. They Number four, they can manipulate time. They can extend or shorten it. Five, they can shapeshift. They can appear human-like or in an animal form or be invisible. Six, They can come in many shapes and sizes. Seven, they can have wings or not, though the winged version is by far the most popular. And then eight, if collecting them in statue form, you cannot combine fairies with other statues. For Mm. example, you don't put your fairy collection with your angel collection. No. They must be separate. Really? Yes. Wow. Don't ask me why. Clicky. Actually, clicky crowd. Actually, when I was buying my fairies, and I bought my uh my plaque, leave room in your garden for fairies to dance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The woman told me she's like, oh, oh, I just love angels, and I and uh, I go, I'm strictly fairies. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm not here for the angels. I'm not here for any of that. I'm I'm here for the fairies. What do you got for fairies? Exactly. Yeah. If you tell me you got a fairy, I'm buying you it. You got fairies here? Exactly. I Pretty got much. Money. Yeah. Let's do business. Here's my money. Yeah. Give me fairy stuff. Pretty much you in a nutshell. There's three things. If this store had all three of them, would probably be your favorite store. Mm-hmm. Stones for jewelry. Mm-hmm. Just the stones. Just stones. Just the Doesn't stones. Doesn't even have to be for jewelry. No, just but stones. I mean like just just the yep. stones. Stones, crystals, rock salt, or yep. the salt, yep. lamps and stuff. Yep. Have that in one corner. Mm-hmm. Fairies in another side. Mm-hmm. And then this whole Halloween section. Yeah. That would be your store. Yeah. Yeah. If I you mean, were to open a store, that's what you would have. Oh my god. If I were to open a store, yeah. I would have I would have my stones. Mm-hmm. I would have my herbs. Yeah. I would have uh fairies. Mm-hmm. 
I would have witches. There must be witches. Yeah. In moons. Mm-hmm. Moons and stars. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to have all of those things. Well, that's we, you know, make the joke all the time, though, that you would instantly get kidnapped. Oh, my if God. If there was a shitty van, panel it van, that said free it, Halloween yeah. shit. Yeah, free Halloween stuff inside. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely be murdered. You'd be murdered or gone. You'd be missing. I would. And that's where I told your brother over and over again. I'm like, if you ever turn up missing or something like that, I'm leaving town because I'm guilty. <laughs> They're just going to blame me. So I might as well have a small portion of freedom to just do what I want before the clock runs out, before they find me. Yeah. And I mean, I know it's going to show of guilt, but there's guilt around me anyways. Yeah, they'd be I'm like, already guilty. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be like, oh, bald white guy, middle-aged. Yeah, he did it. He truly did it. Clang, case closed. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah. And then Dean's, Dean's got no parents and, you know, yeah, no, I would take Dean. Dean and I would go Thelma and Louise. We would, we would go, uh, we'd go all over. So one of my purchases were my fairy oracle cards. So that being said. This I, is the first time I've seen the fairy oracle cards. I have been charging them throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. And... The thing with the fairy oracle cards, I bought them after I bought my um my tarot cards. Mm. So very similar to tarot, they must be charged. And when I say charged, you need to be holding them. You need to put your energy, your your thoughts, your feelings into said cards. So my intention when I was charging the cards was simply to ask the fairies, what do they want to tell us? Mm -hmm. And then you spread out your cards and then you pick as many as you want. Now this holds true for any Oracle deck or any tarot deck. When you're shuffling and a card falls out, you do not put it back in the deck and reshuffle. You leave it out. What happens? That's a card. That's a bad thing? No. That's a card that specifically is either pertinent to the question that you asked mm-hmm. or it's just pertinent to you mm. and you need to know it. Gotcha. So I haven't touched these in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And couple of months ago, I was just like, I was in a funk. Mm -hmm. And I pulled out the cards. And what I like about the fairy oracle cards is it's really not subject to interpretation. Like there's one that says, make music or, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or listen to me. You know, it's, it's it's pretty direct as to what. The gotcha. instructions are. It's not the vague stuff. No, it's not like, oh, it's the hangman. And however, when he's reversed, that yeah. means you've broken through whatever your yeah. your thing was. Nothing like that. Gotcha. These are very much, this is what the fairies are telling you mm. to do. 
So Am I picking a card here? You can pick as many as you want, and I'm going to pick as many as I want, mm-hmm. and then we'll flip them over, and that'll be that. And we'll go fish? Sure. Let me clear out my space here. And I'm going to go with three. Three cards? Yeah. I'm going with you, two. You can go with however many you want. They're pretty. They are very pretty. Okay. Okay. So we flip over? Yep. We'll do them one at a time. What do you got? I raise my bet. What do you got? I got beauty. You got beauty? Yep. I raise you with uh, making new friends. Hey. Hey, how about that? That's great. It's actually very pertinent to the podcast, honestly. It is. And also where I'm working because I am meeting a lot of new people. You sure are. What do you got? Trust your intuition. Hey, I raise feeling safe. (laughs) Aw. I do feel safe. I know you make Trevor feel safe. No, he makes me feel safe. That's right. He does yeah. make you feel safe. For those that don't know, her brother is a uh, EMT and a fireman. Yes, he's a paramedic. Paramedic, yeah. Yep. And so when I used to get really drunk in my drinking days, I always felt safe when Trevor was around, and I felt like I could just drink as much as I f- humanly could. Yeah. Because he was there. Yeah, you were safe. Yeah. yeah. And the what third, a stupid idea. <laughs> the third and final card is actually Miracle Healing, which... Wow. All three of these are very pertinent to things that are happening around me. Not mm. necessarily to me. Yeah. But around me. Mm-hmm. Especially the, the Miracle Healing and Beauty. It's, uh, it's very interesting. Yeah. We'll leave these out and take a picture. We'll yep. put it on the Yep, uh, and we'll post the it. These are pretty cards. I like the, I like the drawings. Well, I mean, the the picture on the outside of the box is your typical. It's fairies. Yeah, you wouldn't think nothing of it with the cover of the box, though. No, they should no. throw more stuff like that on there. Yeah, they'd well, move more boxes. <laughs> I, every time I pick up a box of cards, and here's the thing. Your cards will find you. Your cards will pick you. So I guess we should probably do tarot coming up soon since I pulled out yeah. the Yeah, and then we got the tarot. Cards. We got the tarot story, story of when we met and you gave me a... Uh, I did give you a tarot reading. Yeah, we'll reading. have to save that story for that episode. Yeah, and you got all kinds of mad at me because yeah. you were like, there's no way... You would have gotten well, that. We can't get into that. No. It's like it's not as bad as Bigfoot, but it's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. And that's some of the crazy stuff that's happened to me that I do confess to. Right. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I guess I'm just waiting for the big Hail Mary moment, you know. And hopefully I, will I have it say documented. I a- apparently not getting possessed in my sleep isn't enough for me. I know, mean, or close, close possession in my how sleep. How much more do you need? I know. I this is where I will say I did have a bout of sleep paralysis. Yeah. It was. It was. I don't remember whether we were dating mm-hmm. or if it was just prior to, but I had a dream about a specific demon, and there were other people in this particular house, and. I knew something was in the house Mm -hmm. and we were going from room to room doing the typical cleansing routine. Mm -hmm. And I encountered this demon and he was in like a mud room. Was his name Ted? 
No. Oh, okay. No. And Too bad. I, I remember being in my dream and I'm trying to scream, mm-hmm. you're not welcome here. Yeah, yeah. You must go. But you can't. And I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I couldn't say a word. And he just kept looking at me. And he had black and white hair, like Cruella DeVille. And I kept calling him the skunk demon because I just associated the black and the white mm-hmm. with his hair. And he just kept looking at me. And I kept trying to scream, you're not welcome here. And I'm like, shit, this isn't working. This is bad. This is really bad. Yeah. So I was like, you got to wake up. Because I I had like that moment of clarity, like you're dreaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I woke up and I looked around my room, honestly, because I could have sworn I was a hundred percent certain that when I opened my eyes, he was going to be there yeah. in my room. Yeah, and he wasn't. Yeah. So I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I was like, "That was messed up." So I took a few minutes, laid back down, closed my eyes, went back to sleep immediately, right there, right where I left off. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Shit!" It's never good dreams that you can just like, no, leave and bounce right back to. So I yeah. pulled myself out again, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And then I waited a little longer, closed my eyes, and damn it, again! I, as soon as I closed my eyes, I was right back there, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is." bullshit and I, and I was like you gotta wake up so I, I woke up and now I'm like shit yeah just get out of bed what do I do start your day got up just went to the bathroom and I believe it was around three o'clock in the morning yeah and three is three is supposed to be that's 12 they, is the witching hour that's what they say three is the demon's hour and I wake up at between three and four all the, all the time, time, but I don't know why. Yeah. Now, one weird dream I had similar to that, well, like in s- same type of vein, which mm-hmm. was like a true paralysis moment. I used to have this reoccurring dream all the time where this guy would run straight at me, and I was, uh, I was at the bus stop, and it's weird because I've had this dream all the time from kid to adult. It's just traveled with me. I had this dream that I'd be at the bus stop, and here's the weird part. When I was a kid, I was a kid at the bus, bus stop. Mm-hmm. I had this dream like a month ago, mm-hmm. and I was my age at the bus stop. Right. The weird part is, is all my friends, though, stayed young. So it's like right. it's like mini, mini yep. Chris and mini Ray yep. and like all them, they're yep. just young, young kids. Elementary school Elementary kids. school kids. But I'm adult yeah. Frank. Yeah. And this guy would run straight towards me with a knife mm-hmm. with like the the pointy end first, like his like, hand up, you know, just, yeah, yeah, just running right at me. And he's screaming and I can't move mm-hmm. and I can't pull my hands up. And that's all I'm trying to do is pull my hands up and I can't pull my hands up, mm-hmm. can't pull my hands up. And then he gets right to me and he stabs me like three times. It's usually like a few times. He just mm-hmm. like keeps stabbing me and I can't get out of it. Like right. I can't. 
I can't wake up. I've had this dream so much that I know it's a dream. I know it's a dream right when I'm starting. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's like I'm sleeping and like it's the stage sets. It's it's the bus yep. stop and I'm like, bus here stop. we fucking go. You know, like <laughs> right when it starts, I'm like, here yep. we fucking go. I already know where it's going. I already know it's like Groundhog's Day with yeah with uh, Bill Murray. Yep. It's just I instantly know where this is going, and it's not as much a conversation or anything like that. But it's just I'm it's there. A scene. Yep. And then I know I turn. And this guy's just running and screaming, and it's the same person, but I've never seen him before. So that's right. kind of like a weird yeah. thing that haunts me my whole life. Because like, am I gonna see this guy? Right. You know, and like, what the hell does that mean? And <laughs> and he comes and he and he stabs me, and it's usually about like three three times, three or four times. And then here's the crazy part: I get up and I can't move. Like I get up and I have a hard time moving. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just stuck. Mm-hmm. And then it takes me a little bit because I'm still like in the dream. Mm-hmm. So like I'm awake, but like my whole body's like still back there. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels Sleep like. Sleep paralysis. Yeah. And yeah. and and then I, I come around to it and and I, but it's not repetitive. Like mm-hmm. I'll have it that one time and then, yeah, I just don't have it for a while. The longest so it's. So weird. Yeah. The longest it's gone is like years. Yeah. And then as frequent as it would be is like a couple months. I'm just hoping talking about skunk guy doesn't open the door for him to reappear. Well, you're going to have to say some prayers tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think that wraps up fairies. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Well, I hope we, uh, I hope you had fun listening to it because we had fun going through all this and, uh, we definitely are excited to get into future topics around fairies. This yes. seems to open up the uh, the floodgates for for different types of topics, and we're going to be really excited to get into goblins and hobgoblins and brownies and pixies and elves, dwarves, gnomes, nymphs, leprechauns. So here's a question: Yeah, troll, fairy, or not? According to North Norse mythology. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. It's big fairy. Yeah. You know what they say, big fairy, big Big wings. wings. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how we hang out. uh... (laughs) So what were you going to say in closing? If you want to uh, prepare yourself Mm -hmm. and get some fairy knowledge, you can watch Bluey. The episode on fairies. You do have to watch Bluey, the episode on fairies. Darby yeah. O'Gill and the Little People. It was a cute, cute show. Bluey. It was cute. It was super cute. You get the whole mischief. You get the fairy rings. Mm-hmm. You get the fairy curse, the fairy spell that needs to be broken. Yeah. They pretty much they pretty much got it. Peter Pan. Maleficent. Sleeping Beauty. You tell him, Dean. You tell him, creative director. Shoot, they're in Willow. Yeah. Because Willow will give you the uh, the brownies. Gotcha. Well, as always, folks, thanks for listening. Yes. If you know uh, anybody else that'll be interested in this, feel free to turn them on to turn us. Turn them on to us, yep. And we hope you have a, a wonderful day. A great week. We hope you have a great week. Hope you're enjoying your Memorial Day. Yeah, here in the States. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 
No Ouija boards. No. No dolls. No dolls. No capes. No capes. Make good choices. Take care, folks.